The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Director of Outreach Ministry at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Our wonderful church, Christ Universal Temple, was founded in 1956 by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Check us out when you're in the area or online at www.cutemple.org every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We also live stream our services, 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning service. You can check us out, see what it's like, and if you're in town, we would love to see you. Today's show is about spiritual healing yet again, because the theme for several weeks has been spiritual healing, the what and the how. Now, today we're going to be concentrating mainly on prayer, spiritual mind treatment, and the power of prayer for healing. We're going to talk about Ernest Holmes' uh, Five Steps of Spiritual Mind treatment or prayer and we're going to make sure that we cover the steps now we want to make sure that you know we get your feedback so i'm going to ask early so after this first break that you call in at 888-558-6489 again the number is 888-558-6489 so we can discuss if you uh and if you have questions or concerns i would like to hear from you now to start the show off i want to read this quote This is from Ernest Holmes in The Science of Mind. He says, prayer is not an act of overcoming God's reluctance, but should be an act of acceptance of his highest willingness. Through prayer, we recognize a spiritual law that has always existed and put ourselves in alignment with it. Now, that's really important because many times when we start talking about prayer, many times we think that prayer changes God. And in all actuality, prayer transforms our own consciousness. So it's really important for us to understand that we're not praying to overcome God's reluctance. We're not praying to uh, change God's mind or say, okay, if I say the right words or read the right scripture or go to the right church or wear the right clothes or all of the human things we do, that'll make God move. That is a, a, a concept that has proven not to work. 
consistently throughout uh, the history of humankind, but we tend to continue to go back to it even though it's not effective, even, does it, even though it doesn't give us the results that we desire. So when we can contemplate that prayer is not an act of overcoming God's reluctance, but it should be an active acceptance of his highest willingness or God's highest willingness, then we can really, really shift our minds and realize that, again, we're always working with universal mind. We're always working with divine law. We're always working with spiritual principle. We're always working with mind action, not a, a personality guy that decides some people get healed and some people don't. This person came to me right. This other person came to me wrong. We want to make sure that we are consistently, consistently, consistently always driving home the point. We're always dealing with mind action. Now, so when we start talking about healing and prayer, it's good to also continue to work with this definition of prayer because we want to make sure that we have a really good handle on it. Uh, in The Revealing Word by Charles Fillmore, uh, he has a definition for prayer. I think it's fantastic. He says, prayer is communion between God and man. So we can just stop right there. So prayer is not, is, is a dialogue, not a monologue. You know, many times we think, okay, I'm praying because I'm talking to God. But prayer in its truest sense is the interaction of the consciousness with the spirit. So when we are in, in, in this consciousness of, of our realization of our oneness with God, this realization fills our souls up with the ideas with the peace with the love with the joy with the faith that allows our life world and affairs including our bodies to transform he goes on to say this communion takes place in the innermost part of man's being he says it is the only way to cleanse and perfect the consciousness and thus permanently heal the body so when we're working with prayer we're actually doing the inner work that shows up as the outer work we have to make sure that we understand that it's the inner work that counts. It's the inner work that transforms. It is the inner work that makes the difference. Because when we are always trying to move everything in the outer without working on our own consciousness, what ends up happening is nothing really, really permanently gets transformed. I hope you're with me. Now, Mr. Fillmore goes on to say that prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known. It steps up mental action until man's consciousness synchronizes with the Christ mind. Now, what this is simply saying is so when we really get into that state of, that, uh, of, of realizing and, and tapping into the, our own inner spiritual resources, it accelerates the mind action because mind action is simply this. Thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind. Again, I repeat that. Thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind. And because of that, we have to realize that prayer speeds up the process of thought or ideas or concepts becoming uh, actual manifestations or demonstrations in our lives. So when we're praying something that might have taken a long time or might not ever happen, it taps into a super intelligence. It taps into a different consciousness. It taps into the awareness that makes things happen because in spirit, everything is always now. In spirit, everything is always now. There is no will be in spirit. Spirit is always I am. Spirit is always now. 
spirit is always present. When we realize that prayer gets us present to the presence of God. And when we are present to the presence of God in us, through us, as us, as the Apostle Paul says, in him we live, move, and have our being. When we realize that, we can make massive, massive, massive demonstrations in our lives because we've tapped into this inner consciousness. I hope you're with me. Now, Mr. Fillmore goes on to say that prayer is the language of spirituality. And because it's the language of spirituality, it just means this. God doesn't speak English. God doesn't speak Mandarin Chinese. God doesn't speak Spanish. God doesn't speak French. So when you're working with spirit, the first thing you have to realize is that you're not working with anything that has anything to do with your literal conversation. The literal conversation has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with actually what's being prayed. The prayer is to invoke the realization. Because again, you're only dealing with mind. So when you realize that that the words that I'm saying are only invoking the feeling and the clarity and the conviction that create the mental equivalent or the mental pattern in my mind for spirit to feel, then you really get a grasp of what we're talking about when we say prayer. We're not praying in the sense of requesting something to a physical parent. We're praying from the standpoint of developing the consciousness or the awareness to manifest or bring forth or demonstrate that which we are holding in mind. I hope you're with me. Now, I want to read this quote because this is from Emmett Fox, and I love Emmett Fox. He says, I can do anything. It's never too late. There's always an answer, even when we cannot see it. When praying, ask yourself bluntly if you really expect an answer to your prayers. Do you really expect what you pray for? Could you accept it if it came? Pause on that just for a moment. Really expect what you pray for. Could you accept it if it came? Why is that important? He has more to the quote, but I want to just stop here for a moment. He says God could do anything. But at the same time, he says, do you really expect it? Because that expectation is a form of prayer. It is difficult. To even have a concept of answered prayer, you're praying and you're going through the motions when in all actuality you're praying but not believing that it's even possible for this prayer to come forth or demonstrate in your experience. So when you are praying, do you believe what you're praying about? When you're praying, do you think that it's even possible? I'm not even saying probable. Do you believe that it's even possible that you can have a breakthrough in what you're praying about? Do you believe that it is possible that through your prayers, your mountains can be moved? Do you believe that? 
So it's important for us to understand that how we feel when we pray matters dramatically, dramatically. Now, the rest of the quote says, if you are not sure, then it's better to pray for faith and release the problem to God. Pray for the divine solution and for the right arrangement of your affairs. Then leave the details to God. If you feel you have not received an answer to your prayers, then pray for understanding. Mm. Mm. If you feel you have not received an answer to your prayers, then pray for understanding. So as we start working with this concept of prayer, this realization of prayer, and this concept that God can do anything, because again, as scripture says, with God, all things are possible. But when we pray, we don't really pray like possibility is really on the table. We're really praying from many times from the standpoint of begging, beseeching, deal making, and all these other concepts that have nothing to do with the presence and power of God expressing in our lives. We have to tap into this power of prayer to heal. We have to tap into this power of prayer to demonstrate uh, wholeness in our experience. Because again, we're talking about spirituality, the what and the how. And for spirituality, the what and the how to really work, we have to come from the standpoint of, I need to know the truth about me. I need to know the truth about God. I need to know the truth about how the universe works. And what we're saying is, consistently in the New Thought Movement, is that you're a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. Simple. You're a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. And when you have that understanding, when you have that realization, when you have that that conviction, then when you are being still, as Scripture says, be still and know that I am God. When you're being still, when you calm the mind and say, like Jesus, I'm not judging according to appearances, but I'm judging righteous judgment. In other words, I'm not judging on based upon the facts of how my body feels right now or what the dollar says in my in my uh, bank account or what the situations are going on around me, I will be still where? In my consciousness. I will be still. I will keep my mind stayed on the presence and power of God. I will keep my mind stayed on my wholeness. I will keep my mind stayed on my healing. I will speak words that are consistent with my healing. I will always work with pulling myself back because we forget into alignment with the truth of our being consistently. Over and over and over again, working with this prayer, working with the concept of prayers, being communion with God, working with my meditation, which is contemplating or contemplation, thinking about over and over again some aspect of God. I'm allowing that contemplation to take us into the silence, this secret place. That's where we do this inner communion with God in the soul that allows the the inflow and experience to come through the soul that allows the expression of peace and love and harmony to transform our experiences and transform our bodies even at a cellular level. Prayer. Prayer was something that Jesus leaned on consistently. 
Jesus believed so strongly in the power of prayer that he believed that anything could be tackled with prayer. Now, somewhere along the line, I read if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. But when we look from the standpoint of understanding that Jesus was a teacher primarily, then we understand that because Jesus was a teacher primarily, every time he used prayer, not only was he making a demonstration, but he was also teaching his disciples then and his disciples or followers or students now how to use the power of prayer to transform an experience. So when he was dealing with a situation and he had to turn within, he demonstrated the power of prayer on the spot by speaking the word. You know, when he had the, the people in the wilderness and they were hungry and he had to feed them. Now, however, they got fed. I'm not saying how they got fed. Only thing that matters is the people got fed. So when he stopped, took, broke. But he says before he did that, he, he said he stopped. He looked up. He took his mind away from the appearance and focused on the truth about God, which is there's always enough. And then when he had the realization, not only did it take care of the need, but they had 12 baskets left over. 12 is a symbolic number in Hebrew, which means spiritual fulfillment. So it was tying in that there's always enough when we attach our consciousness, we attach our awareness to the realization that God is the one presence and one power in the universe. So, again, I want to hear from you. And we're also going to talk about Ernest Holmes. Uh, five Steps to Spiritual Mind Treatment. But I would like to hear from you. 888-558-6489. Again, excuse me, 888-558-6489. Again, uh, remember that this station is supported by your donations. So there's a donate button or giving button on the website. Make sure that you donate it because when you donate, not only are you supporting something, putting a law in motion called giving and receiving, you're also helping others receive this powerful message that transforms lives. Don't forget to go to the Unity Cruise at unity.fm forward slash cruise or call the number 800-828-4813 and find out about the Unity uh, online radio cruise where you can have a Caribbean cruise with the host of the various shows, including me. Remember, you can always stop by Christ Universal Temple and, you know, I teach classes here and speak here. And you can come here. I say you minister, Reverend Wells. And just realize that there's always things available for you. Also, I'll be speaking at the Panorama of Truth with Universal Foundation for Better Living, an organization which I'm ordained under. And that you can go find out information on that at www.ufbl.org. So we'll be right back with Truth Transform. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Give me a call. God bless We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. In the Garden of Gethsemane, 
Jesus took time for prayer, contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before him has inspired humanity through the ages, just as Jesus prepared himself for his final ordeal and ultimate triumph I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation. And every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. And today we're talking about spiritual healing, the what and the how, and, and how prayer has an effect on healing. Now, again, I would like to hear from you. And if you could give me a call, I would greatly appreciate it. It's 888-558-6489 so we can discuss uh, or answer any questions that you might have about the material I've covered so far. What I want to talk about now is spiritual mind treatment, which is a term that in New Thought is used to say an actual conscious, systematic or scientific way of using prayer. In other words, we're not just praying to use the old school word willy nilly. But we're actually praying in a way to get definite results. Ernest Holmes came up with this five-step process that I want to talk about because I think it covers uh, all of the steps that we need to talk about as far as the realization of uh, answered prayer or how to get to the point of answered prayer. So under spiritual mind treatment, the first uh, step that he used was what he called recognition. And recognition is simply this. It is recognizing what is the truth about God. Recognition. See, when we did the first show, the whole show was on the truth about God. 
And that was important because when you understand that God is the one presence and the one power in the universe, when you realize that God is the one life, the one intelligence, the one source, the one wisdom, the, the one peace, the one joy, that I'm not presence means just what it means, all the presence that there is. Omnipotence literally means all the power that there is. Omniscience literally means all the wisdom or intelligence there is. When we realize that this presence and power that is all power, all wisdom, all uh, intelligence, all everything. When we realize that this one presence has an essential character in nature, which is absolute good, that shifts the consciousness because it makes us realize that we live, move, and have our being in this one presence and one power that is only concerned with my well-being and not my well-being, but the well-being of the whole creation. So if God is wholeness, if God is peace, if God is love, then that is the truth about the universe. So we take our minds off of the appearance and we recognize the truth about God. The next step is unification. And the unification can be summed up with these words. The truth about me. The truth about me. So now we realize the truth about God through the recognition step, through the unification step. We start talking about the truth about ourselves. So if God is love, I am love. If God is wholeness, I am wholeness. If God is peace, I am peace. Why? Because I am the image and likeness of God. So I am unified or I am one with the truth about God. As Reverend Coleman used to say, the founder of Christ Universal Temple, she would say, what's true about God is true about me. It's true about you. At the level of spirit, we're not talking about yet the, the physical you. We're talking about the spiritual you. What is true about God is true about you all of the time, regardless of what you are experiencing. The truth about God is still the truth about you. Then there's the realization step. The realization step is the understanding if I'm realizing that God is whole, God is peace, God is love, and then I'm unified, the unification step that was true about God is true about me, then my realization is when my conscious and subconscious minds come together in agreement, my clarity and conviction, my objective mind and subjective mind, when I come together in a firm realization, it has become real to me that because it's all what's true about God is already true about me, then my healing is already done. Realization is the it's already done stage. So when we start realizing or working with this concept of realization, we make it real to ourselves. It's already done. I'm not praying for something to change. I'm praying that that which is true about me is manifested. So I'm working from the standpoint of realization. So when I realize the truth, when I realize the truth about me, when I accept it, and that's another way of saying the realization is the acceptance that it's already done. Then I can phase into the next step, which is thanksgiving. And thanksgiving is simply this. It's the acknowledgement and praise 
for what already is. So in the context of healing, this is the thanking God for the wholeness, for the peace, for the love, for the joy, for the harmony, for the perfect limbs, for the perfect expression, for the financial breakthrough, for the uh, financial stability, whatever it is. Because you realize that, that if God has no lack, then I have no lack. If God doesn't know anything about discord, then I don't know anything about discord at the level of spirit. And what we're doing is bringing it into manifestation. We're bringing it up in consciousness and we're declaring what is true about God is true about me. So when we start giving thanks and praise for something, we're actually raising our consciousness and keeping it there to the realization that we talked about at the step before. Someone once wrote that when you remove the P off of praise, you have raise. Whatever you praise, you raise. Whatever you praise, you raise in consciousness. So when we start giving thanks for the healing, we're saying to God, it's already done. Thank you. It's already done. Thank you. So when we recognize that it's already done, then we can go to the next step. The next step is release. Release. So when we realize that we can let go and know that all things are in divine order, the letting go is what allows what you have realized in consciousness to manifest in your experience. It's similar to this. When you plant a seed and you put it in the ground, and you realize that the soil is good. You planted it deeply. The soil is good soil. You have to allow the seed to now develop into what it what it is what is actually within it. In other words, the intent or the purpose that is within the seed to become whatever it is. Now, when you do the recognition, the unification, the realization, and the thanksgiving, that is planting the seed in consciousness. Release says, I trust it to, that it is and will develop and express in a way that has been acknowledged in the first four steps. When you pray, you have to have the release stage because the releasing stage allows it to, to manifest because you can manifest anything or grow anything that you're holding or choking Imagine if you planted a seed and every day you dug up the ground to see if the seed was growing. I think you don't have to be a farmer to realize that the seed would never grow. Well, if you do it with recognition, unification, realization, thanksgiving, and then don't get to the point of just releasing and saying, I let go and let God, knowing that God's perfect law, God's perfect peace is manifesting right here and right now, without the releasing of it, you're saying, I don't trust the process. I've gone through these things, but I really don't have the faith to really let it go. Release is a faith step. Release is a step that says, I know that I can trust the universal law, universal principles of God, that when I apply the, the law properly, the universal law properly, the divine law properly, it manifests as harmony in my experience. So releasing is very important. Sometimes we can <laughs> seemingly pray too much about a thing. 
Because we're praying, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying, and we never get to the place of peace, faith, and conviction to where we let the prayer go. Release is necessary. So if you were to go through these steps, say, for instance, you are praying uh, and using spiritual mind treatment, you can do something like this. And obviously, don't use this as a formula or saying, well, this is what Reverend McDowell said, so I'm going to say these exact words. I'm just using this as an example. Recognition. God is wholeness. God is peace. God is love. God is the one presence and one power. I acknowledge this one presence and one power is the totality of all the universe. There's no opposition to God. There's only oneness. There's only peace. There's only oneness. There's only prosperity. There's only life. There's only divine wisdom. Therefore, unification. I am one with this one presence and one power. I'm one with all the life that there is. There's only one life in the life of God, and I'm an expression of that life. I am the life of God in expression. I recognize this realization that it is what is true about God is already true about me. Therefore, it is already done. I realize right here and right now that God's wholeness is my wholeness. And I stand firm in this realization. Therefore, thanksgiving, I give thanks for my healing. I give thanks for my breakthrough. I give thanks for the manifestation of peace. I give thanks for my prosperity. I give thanks knowing that it is already done. I praise God in me, through me, as me, as perfect health, as perfect peace, as perfect prosperity, as perfect whatever it is that you desire. Get my point. Therefore, I release, let go, and let God. I know that God's perfect law will manifest in all ways necessary to bring about the perfect manifestation of God's love in my life. I thank you, God. I release. I let go. I let God. I pray this in the awareness that it is so, and so it is. Amen. Now, That was just an example of going through the five steps quickly. I recognized God, the truth about God. I did the unification step. I recognized that what was true about God is true about me. I I hit the realization step and the step of it's already done. The acceptance that that the perfect manifestation of, of, of the truth about God is already here. I did the Thanksgiving step. I acknowledged and gave praise for what already is, my healing is. I'm already perfect, whole, and complete spiritually, and I'm manifesting that truth through my life rolling affairs. Then I released it. I let go, and I let God. So when you go through these steps, and you can, you know, look this up on the Internet. You can, I mean, there's books on the five steps. There's websites on it. I mean, you can just put in Ernest Holmes' five steps spiritual mind treatment, and it'll pop up. But, again, I would like to hear from you. So make sure that if, if you're listening – Give me a call at 888-558-6489. Now, I would like to read this quote from Catherine Ponder because I think it's so powerful. She says, prayer primarily deals with states of mind and laws of mental activity that rule your world. Prayer changes your mentality. It first changes your thinking as it calms, uplifts, and renews you. 
This is one of the purposes of prayer to change your thinking, which in turn changes your world where prayer goes further. There's another reason for all the shouting about the power of prayer. Prayer releases the highest form of energy in the universe as it links you with a God energy, which is your source. When this happens, prayer turns you on. So we have a caller and we're going to um, take this call quickly and see the question that they have. Caller, are you online? Yes, I am. Hi, who uh, are you speaking to? You're speaking to Yewande from New Jersey again. Hi, Yewande. Nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from you. I've been enjoying listening to the previous shows. And I have a question. I'm curious. Unity and the metaphysical thoughts behind it is a new study for me. Uh, when you're talking about spiritual mind treatments and prayer, how does that compare to what Eric Butterworth talks about sometimes in terms of prayer? It seems like from what I'm listening to that sometimes he just talks about being in the presence as opposed to even making a statement of specific on health or prosperity or something like that. Is, is it in keeping? Is it different? Well, first of all, Eric Butterworth is a unity minister, new thought minister, right. and, and mm-hmm. a giant. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I think his Discover the Power Within You is probably one of the top five books ever uh, written in the new thought movement, literally. So right. I love Eric Butterworth, mm-hmm. and I don't disagree with Butterworth. What I'm what what I'm teaching today is uh-huh. the, is the steps to where sometimes you have to get before you can do some of the things that people like Eric Butterworth and Joe Goldsmith talk about. Right. Sometimes when spiritual writers, and this is not a critique, this is a explanation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes spiritual writers uh, write from their level without explaining the steps that got them to that level. Gotcha. Okay. So when Butterworth was writing about just be still, and when Joe Goldsmith, I don't know if you're familiar with him, talks about just don't have no thought, don't think anything about anything, just be still, meditate, and the healing happens. That's great if you're there. Mm -hmm. Right. But Ernest Holmes and Charles Fillmore and some of the other writers, what they realize, in my opinion, is Mm -hmm. that everybody can't jump to the top of the building like Spider-Man. Some people need to take the steps. Right, right. Okay. So what Ernest Holmes did was he created a, a methodology to get people to the same space without having to be able to be uh, mystics and have to go through the processes of learning how to do all of the deeper meditations. He led people to where he needed them to go, not not where he needed them to go, where they wanted to go by creating a methodology only. Mm-hmm. See, but see, but the methodology is only as good as you need it. See, right. so when you when you put things in practice, mm-hmm. after a while you can step away from it and just go right in to the ah. realization. Gotcha. Okay, but until then, uh huh. Okay, you know, I, I you know I have a twelve year old daughter. When I had, mm-hmm. remember when I was trying to teach her how to ride a bike? I didn't just say here get on the bike. She had a little bike with training <laughs> wheels, right? And she learned how to ride a bike till so she developed the balance necessary to where she could ride her bigger bike without the wheels. So she went from little bike training wheels, bigger bike training wheels, to no training wheels. Now okay. once she learned how to ride a bike, she knew how. To ride a bike forever. Never had to deal mm-hmm. with balance again. 
When you mm-hmm. get to the point where you can just turn within, make the contact, and the realization happens and the manifestation happens, then you mm-hmm. don't need the training wheels. Right. But but until then, mm-hmm. it's good to have a methodology. Or when sometimes you just don't feel it. That will right. help you just continually affirm, affirm, affirm. Because this is using affirmative prayer. This is another way of saying spiritual mind treatment. Affirmative right. prayer that leads your mind where you want to go because – and then once you get to the point of where you might not feel as though you need it as much, you let it go. Mm-hmm. To, to quote Bruce Lee, uh, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. He had a quote where he said, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless. Uh-huh. So hopefully that answered your question. It was a great answer. Thank you. And you're, sh- you're, you're giving so much rich stuff. I think that's why we're not calling in. We just want to listen. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Bye. God bless you. Well, again, I would like to hear from you. We're going to take another break here, but when you come back, please, uh, more people, if you have questions or concerns, please give me a call. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Today, I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith, I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith, I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Jalen McDowell. And again, I would like to hear from you. Please give a call, 888-558-6489. 
And, and don't forget that again, this show and the shows like this on online, you know, your online radio are supported by your donation. So please make sure that you click on the donate button and support it. And check out the Unity Cruise at unity.fm forward slash cruise or at 800-828-4813 and tell them Reverend McDowell sent you. Now, I want to talk about affirmative prayer or prayer of decree because the last caller talked about that. You know, why do some people teach, you know, just be still and other people talk about, um, you know, use affirmative prayer or decree or speaking the word, etc. Well, I wanted to read this quote from uh, Catherine Ponder from the Dynamic Laws of Prayer. If you have the, the book, you can go later to page 127. And it says, prayer begins with words. She says, perhaps you're asking, well, why does just speaking forth words have spiritual power? Isn't prayer more than just words? Yes, prayer is more than words. But prayer begins and ends with words. As the great religions of the world have always known, the word is God in action. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. You know how that explains it. Now, she goes on to say, the word is dynamic because it creates. Speech is the very breath of God because it creates. Nothing is more alive with power. Nothing has more creative power than affirmative words. This is true because the words of truth have life, intelligence, and substance within them, which are released through decree. Now, when you realize that when you are affirming, you're actually giving power, and when you speak the word, you're actually transforming the intent or the thought from the immaterial to the material. Literally, by speaking the word, you actually create it into physical existence because your words are vibrational force, and behind every word, there is the intent of the word. So when you speak a word, it carries the intent or the character or the nature of the word. So when you speak words of healing, you're actually speaking or giving power to healing in your experience, you're actually creating, or as scripture says, calling things that be not as though they were. So we have to make sure that we realize that it is necessary sometimes to even hear yourself saying it. Because, you know, sometimes when we're praying about a thing and we have, we're in the silence, sometimes uh, we don't believe it ourselves. But by actually saying it, out loud, hearing your, having your own ears hear what you have to say actually helps develop your own conviction. So it is necessary for you to decree what is true about God in your own experience. Catherine Ponder goes on to say in the, uh, on page 122 of the Dynamic Laws of Prayer, many blessings of life have not been obtained simply because you have not asked for them affirmatively. Affirmation or the prayer of decree releases power into the subconscious mind where it is free to go to work and produce positive results. Mm. Mm. So it is really necessary for you to understand that you are actually releasing power. You are releasing power. This isn't just for ministers. This isn't just for practitioners. This is the realization that your word has miracle working power. Charles Fillmore wrote in one of his books that every time you speak, the atoms in your body shift and change. 
that literally at a vibrational level, when you speak, you are literally transforming the atomic structure of your body. Wow. Now, when you actually stop and think about that, when I am speaking, as I talked about last week, my body believes every word that I say, then maybe I need to be intentional about when I am speaking to my body, when I'm speaking to my life, when I'm speaking to my world, when I'm speaking to my affairs. Because if my, if my body, if my life, if, if I believe every word that I say, and you know what I mean when I say that, that inner conversation is sometimes going on. The things that we say, simple, simple things like somebody giving you a compliment. And instead of saying just thank you, or you know that's a nice outfit, all this old thing, or uh, you know, or you know, have you lost weight? Oh, please, I still got to lose 15 pounds. I'm way too fat. What we're doing is we're actually speaking negative negatively about our own bodies, and then we expect our bodies to respond properly or in divine order. That doesn't make sense. You cannot outperform your conversation. You cannot outperform your concentra- your conversation. If you are consistently speaking the word for your downfall, because again, the scripture says in the beginning was the word, and the words were with God, and the word was God. And as is stated in the uh, in the Torah or the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So it is necessary that we use the power of prayer to speak affirmatively. That's why I wanted this show to be mainly about those five steps. Because yes, there are other aspects of prayer. There's the meditation. There is the silence. But everybody today can use the five steps of recognition, unification, realization, thanksgiving, and release. And write prayer specific to what you're dealing with based upon those five steps. That I recognize recognition, the truth about God, unification, the truth about me, the truth about me as a spiritual being, as one with God. So I'm unifying myself with the truth about God, the realization that it's already done now, because if what's true about God is true about me, then I'm only affirming or declaring or decreeing what is already true about me spiritually. And I'm calling it forth into my life, world and affairs. Then I give thanks. Thanksgiving is the fourth step. Acknowledgement and praise for what already is. So I'm giving thanks. Again, you take, take the P from praise or remove the P from praise and you have raise. Whatever you raise, whatever you praise, you raise. Whatever you praise, you increase. That's another way of saying it. Whatever you praise, whatever you give thanks for, you increase. So by giving your acknowledgement and your praise, you're actually giving your attention to the realization, really, that it is already done. Thank you, God. It's already done. And then you release. You release the prayer because that's the faith step, because it takes faith to know that when you plant the seed, the crop will come. So when you have that understanding that you need to release, let go and let God and let divine order, let God open the doors. Because when you get to the step to where you're consistently working with these steps, your actions will be consistent with these steps because you'll start acting like you know the truth about God. You'll start acting like you're unified with God. That was true about God is true about you. Your function from the it's already done stage. So your your thoughts 
feelings, words, actions, and reactions will be consistent with your realization. You'll consistently stay in a state of thanksgivingness and gratefulness. Grateful that you're connected to this one presence and one power and you're one with it. And your realization of, of your oneness with it shows up as divine harmony in your life. And you can release and let go. And that includes letting, releasing and letting go of people, places, and things that, that, that are not necessarily for your highest good. You can release knowing that, you know what? As long as I am in my spiritual integrity, I can release, let go, and let God because I know what's coming back to me. I trust the divine law that God is not mocked. And whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. It's staying in that space over and over again, realizing that the truth about God is the truth about me. Now, I realize sometimes you might have to tell yourself this all day. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and tell yourself this. Sometimes you, you, you got to read it. You got to say it. One of the methods that Catherine Ponder talks about is taking affirmations and writing them out on a notepad every day. What does she uh, She even talks about writing a, a letter to your highest self. I mean, all type of methodologies that people use. But I love speaking the word and the concept of actually writing out affirmations. You can actually write out affirmations based upon these five steps. And over and over again, every time you write them. And then you write them and you speak them. Then you look in the mirror and you say it. You wake up doing it. You do in the middle of the day at lunch. You go to bed. Before you go to bed, you're impressing the subconscious mind over and over again, over and over again with the truth about yourself, over and over again. And like Jacob told God when he was wrestling with him, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. It's that level of realization that makes it work. It's not saying I did it three times and it doesn't work. You know, you didn't develop the consciousness and maybe even the situation with your health overnight. So it's going through these five steps and affirming them over and over again, decreeing them, declaring them over and over again. And you do it as long as it takes for you to get your breakthrough. Michael Jordan didn't become the best basketball player overnight. That was practice and practice and practice and practice. And we have to practice and practice and practice and practice truth. Until we get our breakthrough. So how long will it take? I can't say that because I don't know what's going to crack your consciousness and let the truth come through. But you got to push through to the point to where you can distinguish that you can let all of that stuff from your past go and accept the truth about yourself right now. You got to release that other stuff. You got to let it go. We're going to talk about forgiveness in a later show and we're going to put all of this stuff together. But again, continue to listen to the show. We're going to work through this process. We're going to talk about the principles of healing because we know that with God, all things are possible. Listen to this show again. If you're listening to it now, go back and listen to it again so you can get a realization of what we're really talking about. Let the spirit, the truth within you, teach you about this and how you need to possibly use it if spirit leads you to do so. We're going to wrap it up today. I love you all. I see you all whole, perfect, and complete. God bless you, and join us again next week for Truth Transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. 
This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. that thought you've held in your mind into a reality in your life? How do you work in partnership with God to co-create the life that you've always imagined? One way is through the universe responding spiritual model for life. Each week, Valerie Crabtree will share how to use the universe responding elements and principles to co-create your life through continuous communication with your higher power. She'll answer your questions using this practical, understandable concept, and your life will change. Listen to Universe Responding on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share to be fruitful and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts. 